friends. Welcome back to the Namaste podcast, a podcast dedicated to uplifting the soul, discovering connections between spirituality, mindset, and wealth. I hope you're having the most spectacular day so far when I am recording this currently in this moment. It is a Monday evening and there is a blizzard outside which makes doing this actually quite fun and cozy. So I am very excited to do this introduction. So the episode that you are about to listen to, it is with Nathaniel Chadwick. He is an actor and a filmmaker, and it's an awesome episode. I'm excited to bring it to you. But before we do that, I wanted to touch on a few things. So in case you have only been listening via audio for all of these months, I just want to let you know that I'm pretty active on on YouTube, youtube.com slash Melissa Malati is my YouTube channel. And every Friday at 3 p.m., I release a new video, whether it's Namaste content, because I definitely release all of the video versions of each episode on YouTube. Now, mind you, the past video versions, I still need to do that. Yeah, from the start, I didn't do that. So I need to catch up. There's quite a lot of episodes. <laughs> 60. <coughs> yeah, um... <laughs> probably around 60. Why am I so extra? Always. I don't know. Anyways, there's a lot of episodes that I need to add to YouTube. Was that a gunshot? Breaking news live from my apartment. There was some kind of mysterious loud bang. I don't know if you heard it, but if you didn't, um, trust me on that one. It was loud and pretty scary. And who knows what's happening outside of my apartment. But you know what? There's a blizzard. So I'm going to go ahead and not be scared and just be happy that there is a pretty blizzard <laughs> outside my window. Okay. Anyways, getting back to it. On YouTube, I try to add Namaste content as well as inspired ideas that I have during the week when I have them. So for example, today I actually recorded a video on what it's been like not having social media for the last six months. It has been a very interesting ride. And my original social media video when I first quit it after a month, that is almost at 8,000 views and I've had tons of subscribers since since making that video and tons of um, engagement on that video as well. So that's been interesting. But in any case, um, yeah, I decided to shoot a sort of updated video on that today. So I kind of just go with it. It's a little bit of a trusting my gut going with what I'm inspired by. But anyways, it's been really fun. Every Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I release a video. So hopefully you'll check it out. Um, but also, in case you were a listener that forgot about Lunchtime Sunshine or you were someone that participated in Lunchtime Sunshine when I was doing it on Instagram or Facebook. Just so you know, it has transferred onto YouTube. I know there's been a couple people recently discovering it on YouTube and realizing, oh my gosh, I thought you'd stop this. Nope, still doing it. Just completed the 172nd episode on YouTube today, this morning actually. And it's been so, so fun, man. So if you enjoyed any of the Lunchtime Sunshine videos, the live streams, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 1 p.m., I go live. We talk about what we're grateful for. We do a meditation together, and we just get into a good feeling state. I have slowly, you know, 
formed a really cool community and we're on YouTube and then also I have a Discord channel which I will leave the link in the description box for this episode if you want to join my Discord but it's so awesome the community that has formed around Lunchtime Sunshine truly inspires me so positive everyone is just like kick-ass goal-oriented humans who are all really just trying to raise their vibration, get into a good feeling mindset and take care of themselves. And that is super inspiring to be around, especially during these times. You know, we need we need to have a tribe that is in alignment with our goals and people that are going to help lift us up when we're feeling down. And certainly I have my days where I want to lay on the couch and eat Terry's chocolate orange while watching reruns of Love Island. Uh, but, you know, that doesn't happen that often because I have my community that does help me, you know, get back into the mode of working at, you know, all the things that I work at. So anyways, my point is it's awesome. So if you want to be a part of Lunchtime Sunshine, uh, once again, youtube.com slash Melissa Milati. All right, let's jump into this fabulous episode with Nathaniel Chadwick. I know you're going to love it. So here we go. Today on the show, I have a special guest. His name is Nathaniel Chadwick, and he's here to talk about his latest movie called The Last Porno Show, which was actually nominated for Best Canadian Feature Film at TIFF, right? That's right, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, welcome to the show in the new studio. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm going to figure out what I can yeah, do with what the is, screen Yeah, what are you going to put here? Uh, maybe we'll be in Hawaii. Maybe some clouds. Maybe some clouds, We're up yeah. in the sky. We're elevated, Our right? Or beach, maybe. Or ele- I like that. I like yeah. that we're flying in the sky. I like that. That's a cool idea. So how's it going? How's your day going so good, far? Good, good. It's hot. Definitely hot. Yep. Yes. Toronto summers are... Actually, this has been a, a very good Toronto summer, I would say. Yeah, very much. In fact, it was cold last night. It's hot today, and it made me realize that it's going quick. I know. You have yeah. to just kind of stay present and embrace it all while it mm. lasts. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's awesome. So why don't we start off with telling everybody a little bit about yourself and uh, your movie? Sure. So, I guess I'll start from uh, acting school. I went to acting school at Humber. Okay. Uh, after high school, so it was Humber College, and I uh, did it for a couple years. And I, I, um, after that, I met some people who were in the industry, uh, who are now dear friends of mine. We kind of got together, made a little art collective, and I acted in their shorts, and I helped them out with their shorts, and nice. we all kind of work together. Um, then I got into the production side of things a couple years after school and ended up doing that. Um, and I've been kind of doing the production stuff ever since until uh, a couple years ago, uh, the director of The Last Porno Show, Kire, uh, reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to be in his movie. So I kind of got back into acting again. Awesome. That's so cool. So you guys were friends from school? Or? Yeah, from so uh, most of my friends now, they all went to Ryerson and they went to Ryerson Film School. Nice. So I luckily met one of them uh, who wanted me to be in his short film right after I finished college. And uh, I've kind of become friends with those Ryerson boys ever since. Oh, awesome. And... Um, yeah, and, and uh, I've worked on Kire's movies as a uh, camera assistant and a grip and a gaffer, probably a PA, probably wow. done other things, whatever he wants, I'll, I'll do for him. 
and this is the first time he wanted me to act. So, yeah. That's so cool. I'm a Ryerson alumni myself. Oh, there you go. Congratulations. Right. Uh, not film, though. Business. Because oh, cool. that's how I am. <laughs> <laughs> you like to make money. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah that's definitely true. Uh, but more, no, when I was uh, in high school, I went to an arts high school. And it was it was a lot. A lot of drama. Mm -hmm. A lot of emotions. I listened to your podcast, Wexford. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's like, a, it was, that's like the... I feel like it's... Uh, like on comp competition with, uh, what's the other school? Carter. Uh, no, um, they, there's a show about it with Drake. Oh, Etobicoke School of the Arts. No, the uh, Grassy. Oh. I feel like it's like Wexford and Degrassi are like the Toronto. Degrassi is an actual school. Isn't it? I don't know. I don't. I didn't know that. Well, I actually, <laughs> I actually don't know. <laughs> well, Drake. I'm pretty sure Drake went to Etobicoke School of the Arts. Okay. And I, obviously, we know he was in Degrassi as well. But oh, that's interesting. We're gonna look that up after this. Yeah. I, I, I bet it is. You're probably right. I'm yeah. just, you know, not very um, knowledgeable on the schools in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, so I was watching the trailer for the last porno yeah. show, and I noticed that there was maybe some nudity. So yeah, there's a little bit of nudity. Okay, what yeah. was that like to film? Um, it was it was it was fine. Uh, it was um, I think it, I was much more scared of it uh, when I found out I had to do it. Um, but then as you start working on the script and getting into characters and rehearsing with the other actors, you kind of just, it's just that world, you become so absorbed with it that you, it's just another day at, at that point when it comes to filming. Wow. Um, which is crazy, uh, cause there's a lot of nudity in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it seemed like it actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in <laughs> retrospect, when you watch the movie, you're like, oh yeah. And I think a lot of reviewers commented on there's a lot of penis in the movie. Oh, is there? But, uh, and, and I don't know if that was a good thing for them, but I think it's a good thing. Now, <laughs> did you get a, did you, was it your own or did you use a mm. double for that? It was my own. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if wow. you want to see my penis, <laughs> check out the last porno show. Go, go watch it. <laughs> Love it. Wow. Um, that to me is, I, you know, in the past I was offered a role where there was going to be slight nudity and, mm -hmm. um, I don't know how what it's like for males, but for females, they always say to caution on that um, just because then uh, people might like expect that or. I, yeah. So I just I it ended up being a lot more than I thought it was going to be. So I said no to it. Yeah, I think I think it's also very different for uh, males. That's what I mean. Yeah. But especially in this climate, like we were filming at the height of Me Too. Uh, so it was really like, you know, it was very, everyone was super careful, but Kiray, I mean, like I said, I've been friends with him for a while and as crazy as he says, he's like the nicest guy and he's never going to do, put anyone in to any kind of uncomfort, you know, everyone's going to, sure. and he did a really good job, uh, making sure of that considering how crazy the movie is. But, um, yeah. That's awesome. And I've heard that they now have people on set for union jobs where they will make sure that yeah. if there is nudity in a scene that they'll get the most like the most amount of people um, out of the room that they can and only keep the yeah, most important sure. people in the room. For Did sure. they do that for yours as well? Not at all. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this was non-union. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. No, it, uh, <laughs> there was just a couple circumstances. I mean, um, there, okay, the one that came to mind is it was a, kind of I forget when we we're filming but it was cold outside and uh, it was like freezing rain and it was a long night shoot 
and it was the f- I think it was the first time one of the first times I had to be naked in, in on set and the scene called for me to have sex with the TV okay and it was the last it was we were filming all all day and all night and I think it was six in the morning and everyone was extremely tired and unfortunately it started pouring freezing rain and the crew was normally waiting outside but they couldn't wait outside I mean I didn't want them to because it was raining and the only place they could stay is inside which is a room which is much bigger than this and I had to uh, have sex with the TV in front of everybody and I was kind of angry at first I mean Kire Kire was 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 like oh no I'll get them to go and I said no no it's it's all right and they all were respectful and they turned around <laughs> Did they? yeah Aww. but then you know it was a magical moment where uh when I finally did it, I think it kind of broke the ice and wow. I, I didn't care about anything else. And and uh, the naked scenes that followed that were so comfortable. Of course. So I think if anyone has to do nudity in a movie, have sex with a TV in front of uh, 20 people. Or at least practice that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if that doesn't break the ice, I don't know what will. Oh, well, that's awesome. Um, so what did you do? to prepare for this role do you have a process in mm. in which you know when you're preparing for roles yeah i mean it was pretty standard traditional like you know rehearsals and mm-hmm. you know character uh building and stuff like that um but i think I'll, i threw a lot of it out the window when we got onto set because I don't know if you can tell from the trailer, but there's a lot of like really crazy characters, and and yeah. we filmed a lot in an old cinema. And Kira's really good at picking unique uh, things and people, so I kind of absorbed the environment um, mm. just from the set and the characters that he picked. So I think it's good not to have a defined role in your head before you go into it. You should be open enough to improvise, mm. uh, not only like improvise the script, but you should be able to like be flexible in terms of what you believe the character is. Sure. Yeah, because that will change when you start to meet different actors and right, and how you connect with them and respond to yeah, them absolutely. and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, what was it like working with some of the actors? Do you have? Did you really connect with? with I think it was Victoria. Yeah, Victoria is great. Yeah. Um, she's really awesome. She really impressed everybody. Um, she was she was just a professional, and I think I worked most with her in terms of getting the dialogue down. Nice. Um, other than that, I mean, everyone is was brought a certain energy uh, that, like I was mentioning before, it was fun to like improvise and 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 kind of have fun with. Um, there's a couple of people that were non actors, oh. which were really fun to kind of act with. Um, this was like their first thing ever. Yep, first thing ever. Wow, interesting. Yep. Uh, I bet they were quite natural, I'm assuming. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, and that was, it was fun to, to, to work with everybody, yeah. Cool. And so you already went through the film festival process because now it's releasing, right? Yeah, it's- so unfortunately with COVID. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Uh, we, had, uh, we had to put, uh, we had a theatrical release planned. Um, and obviously that got, that, uh, didn't work out. So we had to do a, uh, video on, re- on, on demand. Okay. Straight to VOD. And what's crazy is, um, Kiray tried to, for iTunes and Netflix, and they said there was too much nudity for both of those. So oh, no. 
we are available on Vimeo on demand. Okay. Um, but it's crazy that uh, you think that it's a movie, you can kind of be as artistic as you want, but I guess you can't. There's a limit. You would think with how progressive everyone yeah, is no, exactly. that that would be something that people would kind of get over, you know? Yeah. And it's just nudity and compared to some of the other stuff that's out there, like in terms of violence and other things, it's Compa- much worse. Like Yeah, well, compared to some of the teen shows yeah. and the sex scenes in the teen shows, like it's pretty much like watching a porno. I don't yeah, know about you. Yeah, no, but it's, it's, it's true. <laughs> and, it, and um, you know, even though it, it, there is some uh, hardcore scenes in the movie, it's the, 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 hard, the, the thing that they said was um, there was a penis that wasn't flaccid enough. And that was the problem, which is crazy. Okay. Wow. Um, so actually, Curie tried to re-edit it, but he, you know, they came back to him with another criticism, and then he just said, "Screw it! Like it's not my movie anymore." Yeah, for sure. So, um, unfortunately, that happened, but it's all good because it's on uh, Vimeo on demand. That's awesome. And I think it's a lesson for 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 Kire and for me as well that you can't have semi-hard penises. <laughs> uh, well, in Europe, though, they're quite open with their you know, magazines. Yeah, and you know so what? Can you get it out in Europe? Europe really liked it. Uh, okay. it he, I think he got into Tofino, uh, Tofino Film Festival, which is in Italy. Okay. And the Italians loved it. In fact, um, Playboy written, uh, wrote an article about it. So I'm in Playboy, Italy. Oh. So those Europeans, they know what's up. That's awesome. Yeah, because yeah. I was going to say my dad lived in Spain when I was a kid. Yeah. And I remember I went to visit him and I was looking through the magazines and there was just so much nudity yeah. and it's just yeah, not like much that more, here. Yeah, they're much, they're more, much more open. Yeah. yeah. And so then my dad had explained to me that <laughs> my 16-year-old self, well, that yeah, in the movies, there's a lot of like nudity and whatnot as well. Mm. They're just, they don't really care. And then I would notice walking through the parks, like people were just like lying on top of each other and really, yeah. you know, making sure. out and whatnot. It's just it's very different the way yeah. that they express themselves 100%. Than compared to here so so they wouldn't even accept it even like netflix in in no in europe that's yeah. so strange oh, interesting know. yeah well at least it's on vimeo so yep. vimeo on demand yeah okay yep. cool cool and are you going to release it maybe on youtube on demand does youtube have i don't it? know that's uh that's kind of all up to key right okay um maybe that's something look to look into if not Pornhub just put it on Pornhub I mean. <laughs> pretty much right yeah seriously <laughs> <laughs> what about um when when this sort of dies down do you think you guys will still have the theatrical release yeah maybe yeah um it would be fun to kind of do that formally but uh, who knows how long this is going to last for you know yeah. and I'm sure Kire will be working on another movie by then so yeah have yeah. you been working on anything during the quarantine like any yeah not film related really right um I uh well, I have a one-year-old boy, so it's uh, I've been spending time with him, which is good. That's awesome. Um, and uh, other than that, I've been, you know, fiddling around with silly things. I, I tried to get into, like, some coding and make some video games and stuff oh. like that. Yeah, I didn't want this opportunity to go and waste it, you know. For sure. So I've been trying to do something creative and useful. You didn't get onto TikTok? You didn't do uh, all the I'm not dances? a TikTok guy. I think I'm too old, man. <laughs> I can't do that. Never too old. I don't old. even know what it is. It's I. 
Maybe I should. It's more a joke, but yeah, you should. Oh, uh, yeah. I, th- I I was doing it for a while. I got I got really into it because I'm a dancer as well. Oh, yeah. So I was doing all the dances and it was fun, but it can really suck you in, you know, and take up a lot of your time. Maybe I should check it out. Yeah, maybe. maybe I should check it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. And um, you have a one-year-old child. A I do. Yeah, a little boy. boy. Yeah, yeah, what's his name? Ivan. Ivan. Oh, that's a nice name. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's awesome. So you're a dad. You're mm-hmm. an actor. You work in production. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So I'm curious, do you think that your mindset has contributed towards your success so far? Yeah, for sure. I can't see how it 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 um, it couldn't have. I'm, I'm a pretty uh, open-minded guy, and I, um, I think one of the benefits of being open-minded is something can fly by, and I will grab it you know i see an opportunity that i didn't see yesterday and i'll just go for it uh and this movie is kind of a good example of that yeah um i kind of i had an agent we're talking before we started uh filming but i had an agent before and i was doing really stupid auditions Mm. for like things that i don't even know what they were and it was completely useless and i did like 50 auditions i didn't get one call back and i kind of gave up the acting stuff and I decided to work more on the production side of things Mm. but then um you know this opportunity came by and um I also think I'm open-minded enough to to read that script and be like oh Jesus (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah I'll do this why not you You have to be somewhat confident to do a movie like that yeah that's awesome yeah you got to be confident to do a movie for Key Ray yeah that guy's crazy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I kind of want to meet him now. Yeah, you should have him on your show. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, that's cool. Do you believe in the law of attraction or any spiritual ideas Sure, like yeah. That? I do? think so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like, uh, you know, I like I like to believe in karma because uh, I think it's a good law to believe in. Mm-hmm. And even if it isn't true, you know, you're still a good guy, you know? Sure, yeah. yeah. I've been thinking a lot about karma recently, actually. Very mm. interesting that you brought that up because I just think that, like, do you know of, what is it called? The law of reciprocity. Have you heard of that? No. So, essentially, if I give you something, mm-hmm. um, the law of reciprocity says that you'll just naturally feel like you have to give me something oh, back. Interesting. Yeah. And from an energy perspective, like, if I've given you my energy mm-hmm. and you don't give me anything back, then mm-hmm. I will feel like there's something off. Huh. And in like you can think about in regards to relationships, like sure. if you're giving, giving, giving. Like a and yin and yang type thing? Totally, yeah. Sure. And so I feel like maybe karma is a little bit of that mm-hmm. because so say you do something you put you do something bad, mm-hmm. quote unquote bad, whatever, you know, your perspective is. Mm-hmm. It's bad to you. And um, you know, and you perceive it that way and you've put out your energy in that way, then it just makes sense that it would come back to you mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in a similar way yeah yeah no that makes sense no yeah. my brain's a bit foggy but it makes sense in my brain <laughs> no yeah no I, I, hear that. I hear that yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's very interesting so yeah the reason why i ask is just because i'm very interested in people's sort of i don't know beliefs and sure. mindset and whatnot yeah. and i'm a big believer in um you know what we think about is what we bring about so that's true yeah that's true do you have any, I like to say magical incidences just because I like the word magical, but do you have any cool law of attraction stories that you can share? I mean, it happens every side? day. I think that uh, yeah. every day if you, uh, you know, if you, if you think like that, you can, you can kind of see it. 
Totally. I mean, even like my, my you know, uh, coming, I, I've always wanted to move down to Toronto. Yeah, I moved down to Toronto. And, you know, I've always pictured, uh, you know, to have a certain type of girlfriend. And now she's the mother of my child type of thing. And, you know, yeah. just all my life is just, you know, you just, you kind of want something and it kind of happens. And, you know. It could also be because you're so open-minded. I think I think it's a big part of it. Yeah. I think I think uh, there's been a couple instances in my life where, um, you know, you kind of look around and you're just like your friends that you're hanging out with, you know, the food that you're eating right now, and you're just like, wow, this is like, I like everything about this, you know. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just I'm being grateful, or I've just been open-minded enough and. You know, even like I have a couple friends who I dis I disagree with firmly on politics and and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But you know that's my that's my yang. You know sure. I can't have a, all the same people all the time. No, you, my brain you will wouldn't be learn mush. anything. Yeah, it'd be mush mush. Yeah, I love having people that disagree with me because then I can sure. think I can see from a different perspective, yeah. right? That's why I find what's happening in the world really interesting right now because everyone kind of gets really offended when someone doesn't agree with them. But that's how we learn. I feel, feel like that's how ideas are brought about and mm -hmm. things are created from, you know, from many different perspectives yeah. and people coming together and, you know, mm -hmm. putting that energy towards creating something. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, as long as it's for good, you know, Exa of course, of yeah. course, of course. I actually just noticed that you, is that an eye of Horus tattoo? It is. Have? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I just started kind of doing my research on that. Uh, yeah. Um, why did you get I that? I mean, it's a little personal, but, uh, oh, is it? Okay. it goes along the lines of what we're talking about. Yeah. I about, so. um, about, you know, following your, your intuition and, and sticking to it. You're secretly a part of the Illuminati, aren't you? A little bit. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. Uh, do you know the difference between Eye of Horus and the Eye of Ra? Because that's where I get confused. No, no. And no, I, don't, okay. I don't even, I think actually, I don't regret getting this tattoo, but I think I, I got it when I was pretty young and I was like, I should have probably researched it more or done my own version of it. So okay. What it actually means and is different for what it means to me, I guess. Okay, well then that's So I might really alter matter. it. I might alter it in the future and kind of... Yeah, change it i don't make know it exactly which one that one is i get confused but i know one is about protection and one is about attracting good luck so yeah. i'll I take mean, both, both of is them. good yeah, yeah. <laughs> both, both is good sure well that's cool okay so part of my podcast i love to pull my guests a card cool that uh i don't know just you could ask a question it can be specific if you'd like or you can just ask for regular guidance or just general okay. knowledge of what you would like to know so what would you like so do i say it out loud yeah you can if that would be great for everyone well watching. you know what but you you know you don't have i to. uh you know i think i think this is appropriate i think covid uh uh made a lot of people reflect on what they should do with their career it's like put their lives on pause mm -hmm. and all this time alone i think is a good like moment for people to chill out and be like, what am I doing? You know, pump totally. the brakes a little bit. Yeah. So now that I've pumped the brakes uh, and I'm reevaluating my career choices, uh, if I was to get some guidance, it would be on, uh, you know, I guess my career. And uh, should I be specific? If you like. Well, I'm trying to get an agent right now, so okay. uh, maybe this is, can I pull an agent out of here? Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if you could, I would have done that years ago. <laughs> 
So, during quarantine. Uh oh, I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all positive. These are very positive cards. All right, and good. I don't generally also, the person that's reading the cards can choose whether they want to relay any sort of quote-unquote negative information. Okay. I don't usually. Sure. That's not really what I'm about. So um, during the quarantine, I something that I was doing to challenge myself was I started doing these live streams with this woman named Dorota, who's mm -hmm. a medium, and she, we would just pull cards for people. Mm -hmm. And she would push me to just use my intuition and not read the booklet. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do that now. Okay. Uh, and I'm just going to go with it. So mm -hmm. the first card that I pulled is called the Spirit Whisperer. It's about divine guidance. Mm -hmm. So basically what this card is saying, and base well, actually first I'll have you look at the card. So any thoughts, feelings, ideas, or sensations that come to you while I'm telling you what this is all about is relevant to what you need to know. Okay. Okay. So here we have a girl sort of just like blowing, I don't know what that is, little bubbles or just energy into the world she's speaking her truth she's she's I, what i'm feeling from it is is that she is putting out what she wants into the universe and it's so funny that this says divine guidance because mm -hmm. exactly what we were just talking about mm -hmm. similar to following your intuition it's saying for you to really just trust your inner guidance that you're going to be led to exactly what you need to know mm -hmm. um, i'm drawn to this number three and three is the master number so it means that you're guided so that's you're being guided to the perfect person for you so that's basically what this first one is saying the ringmaster of scrutiny is all about discernment and actually i feel like i'm gonna read read this one mm -hmm. so this is number nine um and take a look at the image so we have a man we're gonna an older guy with his magic wand yeah, nice beard nice beard like yourself mm. <laughs> not quite like yourself but <laughs> he's got hair on his head though <laughs> and he's white too <laughs> So the ringmaster of scrutiny is all about the details. Look closely and pay attention to the smallest elements of what's being presented to you on your path. Interesting. It's in these details, not the broad strokes, that you'll find the breathtaking beauty and perfection in what you observe. Okay. The ally is on your side to point to the deeper meaning of what unfolds in your life. And he reminds you that every moment counts. Staying present in this perfect moment, observing the minute things lead you to manifest your highest good and greatest desires grand gestures are for other times it's the smallest acts that really count now so in regards to your career i would say that it's saying that if you want to manifest your highest desires making make sure that you're paying attention to the details along the way and there was something specific that he said staying present in the perfect moment observing the minute things leads you to manifest your highest good which is exactly what you said right you take mm -hmm. it day by day in mm -hmm. terms of manifesting mm -hmm. you're one of the maybe the second person that said this on the show um the first person was the medium Dorota, funny enough um where you should be manifesting every single day and looking mm -hmm. you know every single day for what's coming in front of you and what you're grateful for and whatnot so you're already on the right path so this is very positive and then here the last one is called the ice queen so i feel Ooh, like you're i like ice cream ice queen I, know, <laughs> I like ice cream too <laughs> so this card when i look at it i feel like you're sleeping on an idea that you haven't been working on okay that you should and she when we look at this we have a girl right here and she's sleeping and she's 
freaking beautiful and fantastic and shiny and I feel like very talented and creative, but she's not moving. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so you aren't going to get what you want until mm-hmm. you start moving. Mm-hmm. That's what this card is saying. And if you have an idea of what, where you want to go next, follow it. And that intuition usually presents itself or guidance presents itself one step at a time. Have you heard that song? Oh, what's it called? Uh, oh my gosh, it's a Disney song. Oops. <laughs> you probably haven't unless your one-year-old watches Frozen. But, um, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. I was thinking it was another what, what song. What is it? What song? No, it's from the new Frozen movie, uh, the Frozen 2, where um, Anna is saying, do the next right thing. Mm-hmm. And there's so much wisdom in Frozen 2, first mm-hmm. off. But second, in that song, I really, I loved that song so much because even... I feel like a lot of the time when people are depressed, they're they're often just they're overwhelmed mm-hmm. with all the things that they have to do and just they're overwhelmed with life and just everything in general. And obviously I'm speaking from my own depression experience. But um, I feel like when she said, do the next right thing, that to me was such a huge part of my recovery process was taking it one day at a time, mm-hmm. looking for all the beautiful things that you're manifesting every single day and one day at a time working towards my goals and my dreams. Mm-hmm. And so in this regard, like doing, do one thing, one step at a time, moving towards what you want and don't sleep on it. Mm-hmm. Move. No, that's, that's actually, I've been thinking about this a lot lately with COVID. Um, again, being taken out of our like routines. Mm-hmm. The one thing I've, and I've always known this, I've known this forever, but it's like, whatever you do in your day is, is that's it. That's your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be an accumulation of your day today, today that becomes your career or whatever. And it made me like realize that I think too much of, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. You know? Oh, well, Oh, it'll come, you know, it'll come to me. And even this movie that I I worked on, like, it did come to me through luck. But what would happen if I, you know, made my own movie or or whatever, you know? How how far would I have been in my career if I just did that 10 years ago? And I have journals from when I started acting. (laughs) And it's funny, it says the exact same stuff that it does today. And it's like, you can tell it's like, I'm still the exact same. I'm still stuck in this weird loop where I'm, you know, you know, I'm trying to, to, to figure something out. And it wasn't until recently, until COVID, um, we're actually working out. I started working out like just like a month ago, a little over a month ago. And it made me realize that, oh, if I just do, you know, some push-ups a day, like hundred, try to do hundred push-ups every other day. That's good, and then you start doing hard push-ups, and you start running, and then you start adding more stuff, and it, you start accumulating all these things. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't; it took years for me to realize that. Yeah. So it's that it's you know. That day-to-day routine is 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 you is you. You know, that's your life. For sure. Have you heard of the book The Slightest Edge? No, I haven't. I think you'd like it. Yeah. I don't know if you like to read. But it's not really <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe audiobooks. Yeah. Uh, he might have an audiobook for it. But essentially, it's it's talking about the same thing. It's about doing implementing daily habits mm-hmm. into your routine mm-hmm. so that you're setting yourself up for success with the goals that you want to achieve. Yep. So that's really interesting. I think. Yep. And they don't teach you that in school. 
Oh, you know? no. There's so much <laughs> they don't teach you in school. Oh, I could write a list. Yeah. <laughs> I've thought about when I have kids, I want to I want to homeschool them because I'd love to teach them all these yeah. things, especially finances, too. Like, that's a big one. Yeah, they, they don't, don't teach, teach you, you the basic finances. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's amazing that mm-hmm. you've had that realization, at least now, you know, better now than never. 100%. Right? And I think often as we get older, I mean, certainly my experience has been since, you know, I just I just turned 30 this year, Mm -hmm. but I've just realized that as well. Oh, if I want to keep a diary, I could just do it every single night and I could push myself to work out three times a week. Like you can just do it. Yeah. Like Nike says. (laughs) So that's great. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, for everyone listening, do you have a piece of advice? career-wise or just something that has been your been your biggest takeaway this year maybe yeah I think it goes along the lines of what uh, we were just talking about and again I think it was a mix of COVID and also having a, a kid but just do it you know like the Shia LaBeouf I should just do it in front of this yeah seriously do it um, but it's just it's kind of just I mean just go for it you know just yeah. whatever it is just try it out and then if you don't like it, then change it. Do something else. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So could you tell everyone where they could find you? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the best thing to do is is probably Twitter or Instagram. Okay. And both of those are at Nathaniel underscore. And my name is spelt A-E-L, not I-E-L. Right. So. <laughs> Perfect. And they can watch The Last Porner Show on On Vimeo, Vimeo On Demand, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And you can see my penis and okay. on Vimeo On Demand. If anyone's been lonely <laughs> for a while. <laughs> let me know how my, wait, let me know what you think on Twitter and you Instagram. You can rate it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, this has been really fun. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you being here. Awesome. And um, yeah, so I have a little motto that I finished the podcast, which I actually haven't said in a while. Mm-hmm. It's been so long. Uh, my motto is the grass is always greenest where you are right now, which is totally like on par that. with everything that cool. we've been saying. I like that a lot. I, I decided to change it up a little bit because I think um, a lot of people don't realize that the present moment is all we got. Yeah. You know, 100%. and what's happening, what we have around us, especially let's say, you know, let's just take everyone in North America. We're pretty freaking lucky and we should be grateful. Yeah. And um, yeah. And by practicing that, you know, there's a lot of, freedom that you'll find and um you'll start to see all the blessings absolutely yeah cool all right well thank you so much for listening everyone sending you all so much love light and sunshine vibes namaste For more Namaste or to support the Namaste podcast, visit patreon.com slash Melissa Malati.